Hey there, welcome to ChirpCast, encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. This is Amy, and today we have somebody here, I say we, as if there's like a bunch of us, just me sitting in here, and my amazing farmer husband. Uh, He's going to join me today as we talk about something that actually came to me, sort of the title came first before the body of the ChirpCast. It's called Trusting the Author. And we're going to explore a little bit today. Um, You're probably going to hear us sort of debate each other a little bit because this is always what happens when we have a conversation. So I just want to welcome Brian here today with me. Hello, everyone. Hi, babe. Thank you for having me on your ChirpCast. Thanks for being here, getting off the tractor and then just coming right in here and doing this. Straight off the tractor and into the fire. That's how I feel about it. (laughs) Well... I'm going to just start us off here with something that I love to talk about, and that's books. I'm a crazy avid reader. I pick up books all the time. Sometimes I reread them, not often, but I've been known to do that a few times. And for the record, she's the reader. I am not. The only thing I really read is uh, political news, and uh, more than political news, of course, is the Bible. But Amy is definitely the reader. She rereads books. I don't know how she does that. I can't even rewatch a movie, but uh, she definitely likes to reread books. So one of my favorite authors is Francine Rivers, and she writes a book called Redeeming Love. And this book was probably passed around our ladies group um, at church about 10 different times. And every time one of us finished the book, the very next time we saw each other, it was, oh my gosh, this book is so great. So if you're looking for a really good read right now, if you're sitting at home and you've done all your dishes, you've cleaned your whole house, your kids are down for a nap, I'm going to tell you Redeeming Love is one of the best books I have ever, ever read. It made me laugh. It made me cry. And the thing I love about it the most is it's um, based on a story in the Bible. So that's all I'm going to say about that. But if you're looking for a good read, Redeeming Love is definitely it. So today, one of the things that I wanted to say was Ephesians 2.10 is a scripture that I think that I have kind of worked out back and forth lots of times as I've read it. So I'm going to have Brian read it. So Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Okay, so what really just kind of jumped out at me whenever I wrote that scripture down was, and I even underlined it, you can't see my notes here, but I underlined four words, and it's the last four words in that scripture. And it says, should walk in in them. That's the preferred path. Of course. So one of the things that I do when I read is I have a cup of coffee, typically, and I have a comfortable spot to sit in. Now, one of the things I do not carry with me whenever I'm getting ready to read is a pencil or a pen. Can you guess why? Probably because you'll stop and take notes all the time. (laughs) Wrong. I don't write in my books. So if you ever lend me a book, you will not get it back marked up. But whenever I read a book, I love to just kind of get engrossed in the story to figure out who the people are, get lost in the characters, what's going on, the twists and the turns. One of the things that I do not do is say there's a plot twist that happens. I don't pull out a pen and start writing my own story. I don't do that. No, why would you? Exactly, because I'm not the author, right? That's right. 
So whenever I read the scripture in Ephesians 2.10 and it says that we should walk in them, what are we walking in? God's not talking about shoes, right? No, of course not. Okay, so I feel like he is talking about, if you kind of just back it up a little bit with the scripture, it says that, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should, what? Walk in them. We should walk in them. You know, it reminds me of a story that we're kind of experiencing, babe, where um, our car got struck by a falling limb in a windstorm this weekend. And so me being the diligent uh, A-type personality person that I am, of course, immediately called uh, AAA, which is our uh, insurance agent, and um, told them about it and told them that we'd like to get our car repaired. And in the process of this, they, and we know the laws, this certainly isn't our first go around um, on having an insurance claim. And so they, you know, of course, read us our rights and said that we have a right to take our car to any uh, repair shop we want to, that California law says that we have the right to do that. However, they said we would prefer that you go to uh, our direct collision repair place and if you do then you will be rewarded with a lifetime warranty of the repair work done now to me i love warranties i love warranties because if something goes wrong or the paint doesn't match the way i like it or whatever i can go back and i can certainly say hey look this needs to be fixed and you uh you have to honor this because your warranty says so um so i love the fact that there is a reward for going down the preferred path. Now, granted, uh, we have a friend in the family that has an auto collision repair shop that I usually take all my work to. But this is the first time we are going somewhere else. And the reason is, is because of the reward of the preferred path. And I think when I read uh, Ephesians 2.10, I really see where God's saying, you know, you should really walk on this path that I have for you. Not that you're going to escape the troubles of the world. Not that you're going to uh, not find some temptations that you might want to pull you off the path because they're always around. However, if you walk in them, um, there's just so many guarantees and rewards that go with that. Just like the AAA had a warranty for our car if we go to a direct collision repair place, um, I think God's rewards and his promises are true if we walk his preferred path. Right. I agree. And I like that it says that we should walk in them. It doesn't say God prepared beforehand these things you should do. And he is going to force you to go down this path that he wants you to go down. Yeah, there's not a must. You don't erase should and put must. Right. And I I think that just shows God's love for us and that his mercy and his grace is much more bigger than, than us wanting to go down a path because we're a robot or because, you know, God is forcing us to. Right. You know, out of every believer, I would hope that there's just a need to want to go down the path that God prefers. And just like any good child wants to be a pleasure to their parent, um, I think we as believers want to be pleasing to the Father. And, you know, we're only a few days away from Father's Day and just thinking about all this. And hint, I hope hint. you got, yeah, <laughs> you know. Come to me, drone. But anyways, 
it's probably not in the mail. Uh, but anyways, uh, the idea is that, you know, he is a good father. And, and, you know, we have kind of ran a wreck around our lives in sometimes not pleasing him, but really making mistakes along the way. But God says we should walk in them. And I think that just shows the character of God. The author's intent of the story for us is, of course, for us to succeed and for us to prosper. I mean, the Bible says as much. However, I think that uh, it's our choice to, and it's always left to the choice. It's a decision that we have to consciously choose to either trust the author or not. Right. And there's another scripture scripture that kind of jumped out. Hebrews 12, 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You know, whenever we read a book, we want the best outcome. Nobody picks up a book and says, I hope this is the worst book I've ever read. I hope this is the biggest waste of my time. Mm -hmm. And admittedly, I've picked up books that I've started and I've gotten halfway through and I've thought this was a huge waste of time. And I've just sort of discarded that book and found something else. But when it comes to the story of our lives, Jesus being the author and like Hebrew says, the finisher of our faith, Jesus is going to work things out that are going to glorify him that are going to make us into the image that he wants us to be in. But like Brian alluded to earlier, you have to be obedient. You can't just say, God, I'm going to follow some laws and some rules that you put into place. But you know what? That one about, you know, murder, I'm not going to follow that one, right? Like you have to follow all of them. You can't pick and choose. The whole idea is to please the Father. And, and to, to please the Father, the, the responsibility on us is to actually obey and to do what we're called to do. But I love the, the, the whole author and the finisher of our faith. You know, it reminds us of a movie that we watched. There's a movie where, and I forgot the name of the movie. I should know this. But where you only have so much time left uh, in your life. And you actually can see how much time you have in your arm that they implanted some chip and it tells you how much time and you could actually barter for time. Pretty you could sure actually, that was a Netflix movie. <laughs> probably. You can sell for time and, and, and all these different, different ideas. And then there was people who were actually banking and hoarding this time. The thing is, is that the author knows our end date. We don't know yeah. if we're going to be here for another day. We're going to be here for another decade or we're going to be here for another century. I mean, if, medicine goes the way it is that could be a possibility <laughs> but you know the idea is that but god does know the end date right and that we just need to trust him in all this because we're not going to know we're not going to know the finished product uh we just hope and pray that we can um, just walk down the path like ephesians 2 10 says and that we walk down the path that he's laid out for us and that we really just trust him in the process because you know amy you and i have both made blunders in our life and the idea is that god will always pick us up he'll always love on us and i mean he sent his son to die on the cross for us and the idea is that he wants to give us the preferred path and he wants to direct our, our, our our path So you might be listening to us and maybe one of the questions that comes to mind is, okay, this sounds great. Trusting, trusting God, trusting him as the author of my life. But how do I do that? How do I, how do I trust the author? How do I trust that God has the best intent for me? Well, I can tell you the first thing is number one, he created you. He knows you better than you know yourself. And in Hebrews 8, 10, 
there's this scenario there where you've got the Israelites, of course, they're always doing something to kind of mess things up. And there's this point where in Hebrews 8.10, a little bit down, it's kind of like maybe halfway through, it says, I will put my laws, this is God talking, I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. Now, I'm not suggesting that we all go get giant tattoos with Bible verses all over our bodies. You would. I, I will touch <laughs> tattoo ink. I admittedly, yes, I do have I do have a Bible verse on my arm, but I'm not saying this is what we all have to do. Now, whenever the word uh, write them on their hearts is mentioned, the word write, the very first thing that came to my mind, because I'm such a, a weirdo when it comes to words, I always associate things. So the next word that came to mind was the word inscribe. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, I had to look up the actual definition of the word inscribe. And I found it to be deeply etched. That's what something to be inscribed means. It means it's deeply etched. It's also permanently fixed. So when we think about what God can do with our hearts, he is going to inscribe or permanently fix himself and his laws and his ways and his words into our hearts so that it's not something that's going to easily depart from us. It's just, it's not like um, writing it on a sticky note. You know, if something is written on a sticky note, eventually the stickiness is going to wear off or the paper is going to rip or it's going to be smudged. But I love the way that God talks about something so permanent being our hearts. Well, absolutely. And, and the nice thing is, though, is that there it's there as a reference point for us. Right. That, that, you know, the Bible talks about us being the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so God is with us. He, he has never departed us. He's never going to leave us or forsake us. And right. so he's a, a readily available resource for us. You know, the issue starts becoming, though, and, and this is where I think trusting comes in, is that we have to actually make small decisions that reflect what God's will would be in our life. Right. I, I think we always get hung up on the big ones like, oh, should I move or should I make that job change or should I should I do uh, those types of uh, um, yoga classes or should I, you know, no, I will never do goat yoga, by the way. Uh, <laughs> you know you want to try it. <laughs> No, no. Okay, uh, maybe I want to try it. <laughs> okay, you would. Uh, but the idea, or, or maybe getting married or not getting married. I mean, these are issues that, that are big issues. But I really believe for the heart of the believer, I think for a person who's really needing to learn how to trust the author, I think the greatest first step is the small steps. Absolutely. It's, it's making the small decisions. Like, you know, when you pour your cup of coffee in the morning, like like Amy does, or like I've gotten in the habit of making her coffee in the morning. Which uh, I love. Oh, yeah, you know, I, <laughs> <laughs> barista over here but anyways the you know doing another job you know farmer barista anyways but as your point just to spend that little small time to maybe offer god uh, a prayer of thanks or you know making these little small decisions along the way or or really captivating your thoughts which is you know something that i struggle with but something that that i'm trying to get better at in that you know making these small little efforts to to trust the author even a little more i think i think trust starts with the baby steps i mean right we just got done having our niece and nephew over uh, about a month ago and you know he's trying to learn how to swim you know we're not going to just throw him on the deep end and say good luck kid you know <laughs> i mean some i was trained that way but i don't recommend it you know but the idea is 
you know, you, you, you give him a little bit of trust and I, I had to earn his trust so that he would swim just a little bit towards me. And it was admittedly, he could just jump off the step and I could catch him, but then a little further out and then a little further out. And pretty soon the goal is, is that they're swimming on their own. The thing is with God is that we're never to swim on our own, but we are always to depend on him. And I think that's where trusting the author really comes in. And, um, and, and babe, you and I, we, we, you know, we've done in certain areas of our life, we have really been able to trust him in our marriage and trust him. And then there's been areas where we struggled, but the idea is that we want to try to trust him in all of our life. And I think there's always room for improvement. There's always a niche that we can always give back to God, you know, right. something that maybe we've tried to take uh, control over and try, but now we can surrender it back. But I think trusting in him is, is, is just a series of small steps moving forward. Right. I completely agree. Uh, the very last scripture that I had written down was Deuteronomy 8, 3, and it's um, the second half of 3. And it says, man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Now, I never noticed this before, but the word proceeds is present tense. Hmm. That's good. It is not past tense. God is saying that the only way to move forward is to live in the moment with God. His word will encourage us. It will discipline us. It will affect change in our life if we allow. But everything about the scripture says every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord Mm. right now, right now, everything that comes out of God's mouth right now. It's not You know, I'm only going to live on the relationship that my parents have with God. And I'm only going to live off of the prayers that grandma prayed for me whenever I was in a really bad place. It's right now. That kind of reminds me, you know, they have a phrase uh, for people who are rich, old rich or new rich. (laughs) People who've actually earned (laughs) Which we are neither. (laughs) (laughs) We're rich in Christ. That's that's and that's good enough for me. Yes, babe. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea is that you know, the old rich is you know, you inherited money from your parents or your grandparents or the business or whatever, and that you didn't really have to earn it. It just kind of came to you. Versus new rich, where a, a person you know came up with a stellar idea, sold it to Google, and now they're a billionaire. You know, one of those ideas. And and there is a different frame of mind for the person who's old rich versus new rich. Because the new rich person, that person knows the hard work that needs to happen right. to, to achieve that. I think with, with us talking about trusting the author, knowing that all good things come from him, mm-hmm. right? Uh, James t- tells us that, that all good things come from him, that we actually have to understand that we have to put in the hard work. We have to make the decision. No one can make that decision for us. So like you were alluding to, we can't bank off of our parents' faith. Right. We can't bank off, well, my grandfather was an evangelist that had this huge revival down in Southern California, and I, my last name happens to be his last name, so I'm this great and high and mighty person. No, 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 no. no. We've had to walk our path. Exactly. You know, and, and, and that's the thing that, you know, even in our marriage, our marriage is unique to everyone else's marriage. There's no other marriage like ours, and that's okay, you know. Um, and, you know, you as an individual babe are much more creative than I. Um, <laughs> you read and you do a lot of great stuff. I and, think we're just creative in different ways. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, maybe. But the idea is that we're different people and we have to walk our own journey. And right. yeah, we have each other. And yeah, we have the church. Um, but, you know, we 
have to appreciate, and I think that's where I'm getting here, is that we have to appreciate the author. You right. can't trust someone you don't appreciate. You know, right. and I appreciate God. I appreciate God for what he did for me. I appreciate God for the messes he's gotten me out of. And I appreciate him for the forgiveness that he's bestowed upon me um, and the and the provisions that he gives us. You know, the idea, though, is that I appreciate him so much that I can keep trusting him in not only the small steps in my choices, but in the decisions that I make, but also the bigger ones when it comes to do we move? Do we not move? Do you know, job changes or, or, you know, big family decisions. All It's easier to trust someone that you appreciate, you respect and you love. And I certainly do that with the author and, you know, we're talking about God here. So Absolutely. I appreciate it. I think we tend to trust people that we have a relationship with. Yeah. And so the main point is having a relationship with the author. Yeah. And ultimately that's that's what's going to get you through life because, you know, what is it? The ratio is basically one-to-one. Yeah. <laughs> None of us are making it out alive. And I just kind of wanted to end with this uh, quote by Francis Chan, and he has a book that he wrote called Crazy Love, and I, I think it's fantastic. And a friend of mine actually just reminded me about this book the other day. And um, so I looked up this quote again, and it's, To me, it it just kind of speaks volumes about trusting God. And it says this, Not being able to fully understand God is frustrating, but it is ridiculous for us to think we have the right to limit God to something we are capable of comprehending. Mm -hmm. You know, when we read the Bible, and somebody just said this yesterday to us, that, you know, we know the end of the story. We know that God is going to be victorious. We know that God is going to take care of us. We know that we can trust him, but it is frustrating in life sometimes. We don't have to understand the plan. You know, I don't read the end of the book when I pick up a new book so that I am comfortable with the Mm storyline. I start chapter one, page one, and I read through the book in order. And in my life, there have been moments when I really wanted God to tell me the end and the outcome of a situation, but I had to trust that he knew best. I trusted the author with my life. So today, unless you have any other last closing arguments or thoughts? Well, I think the only thing I would like to close on is that we do have an assurance, you know, and that we do trust the author all the way to the end. He is the author and finisher of our faith. And at the very end of, the, of our lives, if we trust Jesus um, as our Savior and as our Lord, we're going to have the assurance of eternity with him. And, and that is such a big deal for me. Um, so in one sense, I think that we kind of do know the end story as long as we stay trusting with him. But he, in our journey while we're here on earth, he likes to keep us guessing. And I think that, <laughs> I think that's okay because it just means that we're, we're trusting him. Right. Just like a skier can't tell the boat where to go. We have to just kind of go for the ride. That's true. And I love the idea that God loves to give us a, a, a good ride, you know. And it, it's pretty exciting. Life is exciting. It is. And babe, I just have to say that I wouldn't want to do this without you. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't insert that as a sound effect. I was going to take all <laughs> nice. So uh, anyways, that's all my parting words is that, you know, trust the author. He, he has your best interest in mind. 
and he's not ever going to say that you're too far gone to ever pick you up and redeem you. He has already guaranteed that redemption um, through Jesus. And man, I'm so that that just excites me because it just makes me want to trust him even that much more. Right. Well, babe, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for all the insight and all of the little stories that you have. I love I love that you go on these bunny trails constantly (laughs) because I do that. But, you know, usually it's just me talking to myself. So it's not as fun. Yeah, this is kind of like the pre-warm-up before you actually do a chirp cast. So this is, and this will probably be the least listened to chirp cast of them all. And then she's going to look at me and say, it's your fault and you're never coming on the show again. Uh, no, I loved having you to, to bounce the ideas off of and just talk to. I think that that's one of my favorite things about what we get to do together is that the conversation that we have. Yeah. So, And I'm good to look at. You are. I know none of you can see him, but he, he is my, oh, stop it. He, I'm gonna he's edit my this farmer. <laughs> Uh, well, I hope you were encouraged or if nothing else, you were entertained today by our banter and, and uh, I hope you have a great day today. We want to make sure that you keep checking out the Chirpcast and all of Amy's infinite wisdom by going to Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or iHeart and make sure you hit subscribe so that way you can get the latest episode when it drops. So you can also read more on my blog. <laughs> I can't have you in here. You're going to make me laugh too much. <laughs> Uh, freebirdwords.wordpress.com and like I said this kind of goes all the way back for about six years so there's a whole bunch of stuff to read on there if you're interested I just hope you have an awesome day and uh, we'll catch you later bye